Hi everybody, my name is Bobby D'Souza. Today I am so delighted to have Barbara with us. Uh, Barbara, how are you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic today. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Barbara. And just for you to know, Barbara is a coach. She's a spiritual mentor. She's been a thought leader and a public speaker. And more importantly, a great friend with me over the years. Uh, she's faced several challenges in life and she's going to talk about it in just a minute. Uh, and one of her clients that she currently works with is BMW, where she operates uh, in quality management. Uh, she's also a business coach there and is responsible for screening business processes and also helping people to perform, you know, to their optimum best in their job. Uh, you would be glad to know that Barbara is a certified coach as well and has founded her own online business school, which is Barbara School of Wisdom. And uh, she has been published in the Huffington Post and in uh, the Thrive Global as well. So Barbara, welcome once again. Such a joy to yes. have a conversation with you. It's an honor to be here, Bobby. All right, all right. Where are we dialing from today? Which part of the world are you today? Well, I'm uh, living in Belgium, an hour drive from Brussels. So really in the heart of Europe. Wonderful, wonderful. And I am logged in from the city that never sleeps. That's Mumbai, India. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, so the, the conversation that we want to have, which is going to be quite candid, uh, the question mm -hmm. is blessing in disguise. That's the name of the podcast. You know, why is it so important to you, this topic? Well, um, blessing in disguise has, I think for many people listening, we all have been facing challenges in life. And today is a very special day for me because on April 7th in 2003, today we are April 7th, 2020, exactly 17 years ago, I was diagnosed with a stage four skin cancer. And I was told on this day that I would probably not live longer than six months. I was 32 years old at that time. I was a young mom. Um, my youngest was eight weeks old. Um, and I had um, two other children, three years and two years old. I was married since five years and a business owner since five years. So as you can imagine, that came, that news came as a bomb in our lives. When I look back now, you could say that was in, in a huge crisis. Fortunately, I survived. But when I look back now, that event, the cancer, has been a blessing in disguise. Because it made me realize that 32 years old, being faced to that so suddenly, you could say, is a gift. Because most people at 20, 25, 30, or 35 years old live as if life is forever. And they think they have time. And being faced with that at 32, it made me think, what if I die within a month or two months? What is my legacy? Mm. How was my life? Have I lived the life that I, I truly wanted? And the answer was no. My choices until then had been based on what I thought was expected from me. I wanted to be a good person and I made choice, choices in function of what my parents would think about me, what the people around me would think about me. So I was living, you could say, the life of someone else. I was running a construction business and I made that choice because my parents had been running the construction business. 
and it was kind of an unconscious choice. And being in the hospital bed, knowing that it could be, I couldn't be living anymore at the end of the, of the year, I made a promise to myself. I promised that if I would survive, I would leave a positive legacy. Mm. I would be a beneficial presence in this lifetime. And without, probably, without having faced that, I would never have had that insight. Sometimes we need a crisis, like what's going on in the world right now. Correct. Sometimes we need a shock, a shock therapy to get out of our comfort zone. Because we, you know, like we live life, we live life, we get up, we go to work and everything is normal and routine and we, we live on unconscious patterns, you could say. Yes. We don't think too deeply about what we do, why we do it. It's just we think that's life, but it's not. That's not life. Mm. It's life is meant for you, the spark you have within you, the gift you have to share it to the world. And if you're an entrepreneur, you have that dream. You have the dream about your business and what you want to build. But sometimes after a year, two years, you have those daily practicalities, the daily worries. And sometimes you, you, you lose that large vision. You right. lose the spark. And times like this can bring us back to ourselves and make us think. That's right. Like, are we keeping on track? Are we still following our dream, our vision? Plus, right now, getting out with, with the crisis, we're, we're, we're pulled out of our comfort zone. It mm. appeals to our creativity. That's we true. are asked to be creative right now. Plus, it is also developing our strength. Because can you imagine if you have a life, you could say, where you never have challenges, Everything goes well. You are born, let's say, in a middle-class family. You have never, had, you know, like everything went well. There was food and there was a beautiful house. You had your education. You have your job. You never have a challenge. Mm. What I know from people who never had challenges, that they never had an opportunity to develop strength. And most of the time, the first challenge they have, they are weaker and people who had challenges from childhood on. Mm. So a situ every challenge, see it as an opportunity for you. Like, what's the lesson in here? What can I develop? Can I develop re resilience? Can I develop strength? Can I develop creativity? What's the opportunity for me right now? Mm. Interesting, interesting. I have heard your story. We've had conversation before. Yes. Uh, but that moment of your life, when you went through cancer at a young age of 32, mm -hmm. that was the turning point of your life, right? Absolutely. It just, it just made you realize that why am I doing what I'm doing? Yes. And uh, what I really liked about your insight was that if you do not go through challenges, you can't grow as a person. Absolutely. But somehow, Absolutely. But somehow I believe there is this whole myth, you know, being, being a speaker who's been inspiring thousands of people just like you do and I do, is uh, I somehow feel that people have this myth or a thought process which says that I should not have problems. Specifically when you have COVID-19 happen and coronavirus happen, <laughs> we are living in a time of history as entrepreneurs, as yes. 
business owners, as employees Absolutely. of organization, wherein people are witnessing something that they have never ever seen before. Now, in times like these, uh, where a lot of people will just say things are not fair, why did it happen to to me? What would you suggest to entrepreneurs? Yes, that's something that I can say immediately. That why me? I never had that question. Why me? Because I have been feeling blessed my entire life. Even now, I feel blessed, and I've I've went to quite a lot. Why me? Um, think immediately about a person who is now sleeping on the street and has no food. Mm. There are people who are so much worse off than you. That's so. Right. Starting your day, that's what I do every day. I start my day with counting my blessings. There is always something to be grateful for. That's an attitude in life which will only help you. Let's say that I was really negative about my cancer and I was going through life in a victim mentality. Why me? Look at me. Um, that would never have helped me. I would never have seen the lesson. Um, I don't know if I shared this with you, but four years ago in the construction business, we had some, we faced some uh, incredible setbacks and we almost went bankrupt. Oh, Even nice. then, I didn't say why me. I did have one night that I was like praying and I was like, oh my God. I survived the stage four cancer to end up here. But then immediately I changed my mindset and I said, okay, what's the lesson here? What's the lesson? And um, if you stay, why me is victim mentality. Mm. Victim mentality never helps you. Mm. So it's a quick question. You know, you understand human behavior and you've been working yes. with so many people and coaching so many people. My question yes. is, why do you think during times of COVID-19 or during any catastrophe or a financial situation, why do you think people have this mindset of saying, why me? When they have good things happening to their life, that's the time people don't say, that, why me? You know? Why me? But during um, tough I... times, why do you think people actually, you know, uh, victimize themselves? What could be the root behind it? I think most of all, it's because it's all we are raised like that. It's a kind of default programming. Mm -hmm. The people who are not saying why me are, I think maybe only 10% of population. So we are more surrounded with people who say why me than we are with people who are really, you know, like the leading examples. We don't have them always in our daily lives. Um, and I think that that's one of the, the biggest, um, I'm, I'm thinking why me is something that I never really had. Maybe I just have good karma or <laughs> I don't know. Um, it yeah. helped me a lot to not think like that. Mm. Um, I can, I, mm. it's learning. It's learning from your experiences. Correct. It's, knowing that what I have learned from early on, I grew up with a parent who was um, chronically depressed and I could see how negative thoughts determine your life, how mm. it pulls you down. 
And then I could see how powerful that is, negative thinking. It can help you into depression. But what I realized is if negative thoughts can get you in depression, positive thoughts can bring you happiness. Mm, interesting. It's the other way around. Mm. So you can think yourself into unhappiness and you can think yourself into happiness. Mm. That doesn't mean that you have to dismiss reality. Not at all. Reality is what it is. It is only in our power how we respond to reality. Mm. It's an interesting uh, quote that you mentioned. You can actually <laughs> think yourself into depression yes. and you can think yourself into happiness and a good life if you want, right? Yes, if you want to. Correct. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite convinced. And of course, it just it doesn't happen like that. Mm. It's training of the mind. Mm. People are often obsessed with physical training. They want to go to fitness. They go, they go running. They eat healthy. And they, you know, like the body has to be healthy. I am convinced that your mind needs the same training, if not even more. Your mind has to be trained too. We have thousands of thoughts during the day. Thousands. But you decide on which thought you focus on. Correct. Maybe, maybe you focus, you know, like you can have 90% good life and 10% worries. If you focus on that 10%, you can make of the 10%, 90% just in your head mm. and not see the 90% of blessings you have. Mm. It's up to you. True, true. In fact, you know, uh, while you were speaking, there is a thought that I had when I asked you the earlier question, why do you think uh, people get into a victim mentality? Do you think mm -hmm. it, is it is because people somehow have this whole self-entitlement in their mind, which means happiness is something I will anyways get. It is my birthright and I'm going to get it anyway, <laughs> even if I don't earn it. But pain is something that I don't deserve. I was just wondering, what do you think about that? Um, I think happiness is everyone's birthright. Correct. But people, what kills that happiness is a certain image of what happiness is. Interesting. Happiness is seeing a smile of another person. Happiness is seeing a flower bloom, is seeing the tree outside. That's happiness. But we have decided happiness for me is 10,000 on my bank account. Happiness for me is the big house and is the big car and is the title. That's happiness. That's a constructed human happiness. True happiness doesn't need all those conditions to, to, be, to, to feel that fulfillment. Of course, it's nice to be striving and to be dreaming and wanting to build a company. You know, I'm a business person. I love to not to uh, the entrepreneurship. I love it. I love to build new programs. I love, you know, I, I just love it. But I don't want to control my reality. Reality is what it is. And it is my spark. My that my business grows it's tied together but if I would say like oh Bobby I couldn't do the interview you know with with the crisis my income 
this month has been decreased with 60%, which is true. This month, I will have 60% less income. Am I crying? No. What have I been doing, Bobby? I have been creative. I have been editing my book. I created a new program. I reached out to many people how I could support them. Mm. My spark, my light kept shining. Mm. However, because I was grateful, I'm in my house. I don't go out, but I have a house. I'm healthy at house. I have warmth. I have food on my my table and the rest is up to me interesting so what you're basically saying is oh, uh, one of the things you were saying is that one of the reasons why people aren't happy is because they have set conditions for them saying that yes. there is something that will make them happy and when they do yes. not get that something they start becoming miserable and sometimes depressed and then giving up what you're saying Absolutely. basically is building up an element of uh, you know a character of gratitude which consistently stays even when financially you are getting a 100% 60% 40% or a 200% yes absolutely very very astute observation what you made now my point is the mm. happiness doesn't come from the house the happiness comes from the house when you say only a house will make me happy or a big house, let's say you want a mansion, you want a big residence, that will make me happy. Then that condition will bring you only unhappiness. And I think it's even in relationships, in marriage. It's if you put condition on love, if you put condition on happiness, then you are setting yourself up for just the opposite. Because you, you are the source of what you are looking for in the outside world. If you want love in your life be love first if you want success in your life be success which means be supportive to others give value to others life that's what business is about adding value to someone else's life interesting and then the circle of giving and receiving so when you add value to that person's life he will appreciate that appreciation will come in money in, in, in that can come in various forms that appreciate so hmm. but you are the source hmm. so you were saying that uh, it's not only about expecting from people but even during this time of COVID-19 one of the things that you can do is reach out to people reach out to your customers reach out to people yes. that you work with and try and bring Absolutely. some sort of a value to them is what you're saying yes. and you receive appreciation in some form or the other correct yes Absolutely, because business is always done through people and with people. You cannot do business without people. So be an amazing human being and people will want to work with you wow. if you have a valuable product. That's true. That's true. Have a valuable product, be a wonderful human being. So business is working with people work through people it's always with people it's whatever mm. be an amazing human being first Interesting. and then people will want to work with you they want to be around you it's the same in dating and relationships yes. it's not to every girl or to every man you talk to that you immediately want a relationship with. no just be a wonderful friend first and maybe one day you will meet someone who is, you know, like 
who is fit for you correct it's if you talk to someone to immediately marry that person well that person will be very frightened of you because it will feel the pressure that's and true. it's the same with doing business if you talk to someone to immediately make a big sales it won't work mm. you just you know like you just add value you be yourself that doesn't mean you have to be a doormat you have to set boundaries of course you don't there has to be the i think always the balance of giving and receiving mm. i don't believe in working for free too long you can do some free services like shortly just to you know like to convince people of your the quality of your work but then there has to be some kind of return true true in fact uh, you know i'm i'm reminded of people and i've been in sales for many years and a lot of people yes. have been and when entrepreneurs reach out for businesses on linkedin the first thing that they do after sending a connection request is they will go and pitch you a paragraph of product and services which puts okay. us off right absolutely and i will tell you something that um i have i've um been on linkedin many years it's high quality content it's intelligent you know like it's um wonderful people there so if someone wants to connect with me so they reach out they want to connect you know what i do i send the most charming and sweetest message that i'm looking forward to see their content and getting inspired and they if they need anything that they can always reach out that i'm always there to support and then i thank them you have no idea what you know like the responses that i got on that people are just like blown away because they ask me to connect but i thank them for a favor they ask me wonderful wonderful and that's the reason why you've been getting so much of engagement <laughs> on linkedin and that is the byproduct of the kindness that you're trying to show the value that you're trying to bring to them yes now i just yes. have a quick question now for entrepreneurs and people who are listening right now when they're mm -hmm. looking at the whole element of why me why is it happening with me one of the key things you mm -hmm. mentioned was you need to have gratitude and be thankful for whatever you have right barbara my question was that during covid-19 and the lockdown when the mm -hmm. world is thinking as to you know why me how do you mm -hmm. think people can build a practice or a habit of considering this a blessing in disguise and coming out positively okay there are several facets to that first of all watch the news as few as possible i watched the news 3 minutes just to see okay is it getting better is it getting worse don't you know like if you absorb absorb negative news all of the day you become negative so do that reduce that as to a minimum um take distance from negative people from people who are into victim mentality who are into drama who thrive on fear who thrive on drama take distance from those people um for me what has always helped me is have a coach or a mentor if you speak to someone every week or once uh, every time you have like something to look for you have to do it because you pay that person to do it um then establish a routine for yourself a morning routine i have my i i'll, I'll show you a card i have my morning routine here um i'll show you just a moment look that's my morning routine wow at 6 you know like 
I have my meditation, I have my um, diary, I do, I do affirmations every morning. And you could say after all those years, yes, it's training my mind. So um, I think there are, what, what I do also, my desk is a place that inspires me. You have a place that is inspirational. There are many, many facets. Just become conscious mm. about how you fill your mind and mm. what you fill your life. Correct. So how you surround yourself, you being conscious of how yes. your work desk looks like even while you're working from home. Yes. And at the same time, you have yes. some sort of a yes. routine uh, that is investing in yes. yourself rather than focusing on news and something that can make Absolutely. you... Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I read between 50 and 60 books per year. Wow. Those are inspirational books. There are spiritual books. I think all of that is so important to keep your spirits high. Mm. It, you owe it to yourself to not go into victim mentality. This life is a blessing. It's a gift. Please don't waste it. That's wow. what I would say. Wow, wow, wow. So Barbara, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure interacting with you. There's so much okay. of information, so much of insights that we've received. I'm going to apply this in my life and I, and I hope that everyone who's watching, uh, you should, uh, you know, apply. Yeah. Well, and people can always connect through LinkedIn. I think if they want to connect with me, that's the most, the, the, the easiest thing. They go to Barbara Ver Cruz. I don't know if you will put the name somewhere um, and they can connect with me. Absolutely. You can connect with uh, Barbara and I will mention the link at the end of this video. Uh, thank you so much, Barbara, for your time. It was okay. a pleasure speaking thank with you, you one more time. See you.